The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Brian Lloyd is with me, the movies editor with entertainment.ie. Uh, to continue our look back on the stories that mattered most in 2023, uh, and Brian, we're kind of taking a broad cultural umbrella sure, yeah. approach uh, today. Um, and we might start way back in February. Is that when the Oscars were on? Yeah, February. Yeah, Oscars in February, and uh, the remarkable Irish representation. Yeah, but it didn't actually amount to a hell of a lot. No. No, that being said, like an Irish goodbye in the best, in the best short category was a great win for it. On a great moment. They all sang happy birthday. Yeah, it was terrific. Like it was it was like one of the pivotal moments in the Oscars that year. And it was really like heartwarming and earnest in a way that didn't feel kind of forced, which is usually a problem for the Oscars. But another thing was um on Colleen Kuhn being nominated for Best International Film. That's the first time that an Irish language film has ever been nominated. And you know, the reviews that Ali on Colleen Kuhn got, not just from, you know, Irish and UK uh, critics, but you know, from US critics like the likes of Variety. Uh, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, New York Times all reviewed and loved it and saw what was, you know, great about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, but then of course, Banshee's Vinish here. And I mean, it was great to see, you know, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan and all the rest of them and Paul Meskel as well, yeah. obviously. But I mean, it didn't unfortunately pan out, but it's, it was still great to see it. Though. Yeah, it, it's funny how kind of expectations colour the outcome of events because yeah. uh, Colleen Kuhn just being nominated was this huge success oh, story. Yeah. Whereas kind of some of those involved in, in Banshees not winning, it felt a bit of a damn squid. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It was a bit sort of like, I mean, did they have it out for us or something yeah. like that? Like after a while, it kind of felt like they were making a point here, slapping us <laughs> down or something. We were getting too big. I don't know. But um, um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Banshees finish here and not winning as much as it did was surprising because... Mm. The performances in it right across the board were absolutely incredible. Like, and I really did expect it to do well. But in terms of Colleen Kuhn being nominated, I mean, that was just, that was fantastic. To even be nominated in that yeah. category is really something. Because usually the the level of competition, especially for Best International Feature, generally tends to be the, the hardest out of all of them, I find. Hmm. Uh, later then in the year, but mm. not too much later... Uh, these two huge blockbusters came along together to kind of yeah. save the summer and save cinema is how people were describing it. So this is Barbie and Bo- Boppenheimer. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. Was that yeah. it? Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. So Barbie and Oppenheimer came out uh, together. I mean, uh, was 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 that hyperbole? Can we say that now with the benefit of hindsight or, or did it save cinema? I mean... I well, mean, that would well, imply cinema was about to die, but no. ha- has it given cinema a shot in the arm? Abso- absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I mean, like people were saying that Top Gun Maverick the year previous had saved cinema. And to be fair, it had. I mean, it had certainly underlined the value and importance of a cinema experience. But in terms of Barbenheimer, and I'm just going to keep saying that word because it's just the easier way to do it and my voice is a little sore. <laughs> um, I think everybody has a dose at the minute. But uh, Barbenheimer basically proved the cultural relevancy of the cinema. The fact that people were turning up at, at you know, screenings yes. dressed in pink. And I even know of one person that his kid was uh, was studying physics, I think, in Trinity. And a group of uh, his mates turned up to a screen of Oppenheimer dressed like 1940 physicists, wearing <laughs> like suits and all the rest of it. In fact, I actually remember once I was doing a remote uh, from the IFI and a guy walked in dressed in Oppenheimer's kind of suit, if you like, but it was all in bright, hot pink. So that'll just tell you what kind of oh, thing wow. was going on. He yeah, re- like a mishmash. embraced the crossover. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And Brilliant. this is the thing. It was that it seemed, they seem so diametrically opposed. Like, one is this very, 
you know, in-depth psychological horror, almost you could call it, about, you know, the the birth of nuclear weapons and what that means for human society mm. versus, you know, on the surface being this sort of comedy about the plastic Barbie doll, but then as an actuality is about, you know, what it means to be a woman in the modern age and the expectations of it and how Barbie has actually filtered into those yeah. expectations. Um, the Wagatha Christie... Yeah. Uh, phenomenon as well. Uh, continued this year. The documentary. Yeah, uh, it was on Disney Plus. Yeah, I saw. To be honest, I didn't think the documentary was all that great. I no. mean, it was quite. You were more excited by the actual. The uh, trial the, was the, more the interesting. The process of the trial. Yeah, and, the trial was definitely more interesting, I found. Primarily because, I mean, you had those awful uh, recrea- uh, recreations on like Sky News and stuff like that. <laughs> and getting the actors in didn't look anything like Wayne Rooney or any of them. <laughs> But the documentary that was on Disney Plus, I found personally to be a little bit dry and a little bit stayed, primarily because, one, I mean, there were settled facts in the case and the case had been done. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, the the, the trial itself had been so extensively covered that when it came time um, for Colleen Rooney to tell her own story, there wasn't really much there that people didn't already know from having followed the news, you know. So I guess it was more kind of a catch-up for people. That being said, I mean, certainly I think uh, one point that came out that I didn't real, I didn't clock at the time, but made sense in hindsight, um, was the fact that she knew it had to be somebody from outside of her personal, close personal circle because all the stories were ending up in the sun. And as you know, People from Liverpool have yes. a huge problem with the sun owing to the Hillsborough disaster and all the rest of it. Mm. So she knew full well that it wouldn't have been anybody from Liverpool or anyone from that area that would have been selling stories to the sun. And then, of course, as we know. Yeah, unless someone was doing a double bluff. You know? Possible. But I mean, it, again, yeah. it's I, I think <laughs> I, having known a few uh, Liverpoolians in my time, I mean, that that is a they, hatred. They wouldn't even go that low, no. There is a hatred of the sun that runs deep that I think Irish people can respect and understand. So, yeah. Um, we have to talk in terms of cultural touchstones about uh, Times Person of the Year. Yeah, Taylor Swift. And I look, I why like why this year would you describe it as such a, a momentous year for Taylor Swift? Given she's not new, and it's no. not, it, it's not even that she's kind of suddenly found success this no. year. Like you would have five years ago described her as one of the biggest artists on the planet. Definitely, but this year seemed to be particularly unhinged yeah. for her. So, like to start off, like in February. You had the new United States Senate Judiciary Committee holding uh, hearings over Ticketmaster's sort of alleged monopoly of the ticket and services. And this directly came out of the debacle that happened with the Eras Tour, which was her yeah. multi-city uh, tour, the fact that people couldn't get tickets for it. Then it actually turned out that there were people, uh, fans of Taylor Swift, Swifties they're known, um, were actually taking cases against Ticketmaster because they couldn't get tickets. Then, yeah, for further on then, in early 2023, she became the second person in history to have seven albums in the Billboard Top 40 all at the same time. Whitney Houston was the other person that did that. And the reason for this was, was because <clears throat> she was basically, she, for the last, like, I think since 2019, I think, she was, she's been re-releasing all her mm. albums. She's been re-recording them because she got into a dispute with Scooter Braun, who was this famous music mega manager that she had a big falling out with. And she re-recorded all her albums. So the albums like Speak Now and the other big one was 1989. These were all re-recorded and they were massively, massively popular. Um, and then another point of it as well was, was that Love's, uh, one of her songs, uh, Love Story, featured in this very pivotal moment in The Bear. Did you watch The Bear, by the way? Uh, the, the second season? On, no. It's brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Like it's my TV show of the year. It's top really? of the Oh, it's that. If you haven't watched it, Watch mm. it over Christmas. It's so this is the chef. The chef thing, yeah. 
but it, it's so much more than that. I mean, that's, <laughs> okay. that's pretty reductive, but seriously, it's one of the best shows. I watched Celebrity MasterChef last night. Is it anything like that? Absolutely not. Duncan no. from Blue won. No, <laughs> who, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Don't, don't, I don't, I don't. Like, Blue is, I mean, really, that's, that's, that's what we're calling celebrity in this day and age. That's celebrity, Duncan from Blue. I'm not sure Duncan from Blue is a real celebrity, even when Blue were in the Billboard Even when charts. Blue were on the go. I mean, like, you'd have to hold a gun to me head to try to get me to name one person from Blue. Like, and I was in that era like um, but yeah so uh, the song Love Story featured in a very pivotal scene in The Bear that's just another kind of I guess uh, telltale sign of how popular she was in popular culture and then of course by October you had the Eras Tour movie which had a hundred million dollars in pre, uh, pre-ticket sales and critically and commercially successful. And then, of course, by December, she was named Time Person of the Year. So. All right. Uh, her uh, strength uh, continues unabated uh, to grow. Uh, Mi- uh, Miguel. Miguel Delaney's with me in a moment. Brian, thank you very thank much. You. And happy Cheers. Christmas. Thank uh, you. Um, uh, Brian Lloyd there, the movies editor with entertainment.ie. Joran Kilcullen's having none of it, by the way. Oh, yeah? The Banshees got no awards because it was useless. He says, Fair if enough, it was yeah. made on an island in a different country, all you media chaps would have thumbed your noses at would it. Would you stop? Admit would you it. shut up? Get a grip. Uh, the, uh, the problem with your, the, the whole in Jura's argument is that it did get nominated for Best yeah. Picture. And it wasn't just uh, the Brian Lloyd, the, enter, the movies editor entertainment.ie wasn't the only person yeah. nominating, nominating the Oscars. Yeah, I don't even, I like, that's anyway. just stupid. Anyway. Sorry. Jura, I don't think you're stupid. I, I appreciate your text and, and, and your own view. Brian disagrees. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.